Welcome, this is the Teaching Excellence Podcast for all things FE, teaching, learning, assessment, quality and possibly a few other things along the way. Hosted by Steph Wilkinson and Jade Gibson, leaders in FE who want to support others and make a difference and hopefully spread a little happiness whilst we're at it. Hi everyone, welcome to the Teaching Excellence podcast. This is episode six and today we're going to be talking about measuring the impact of CPD and professional development. So hi Jade. Hi Steph. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Really good, yeah. How has your week been? Um, Really good. I've had a little bit of a mixture, really. Some external training that I've been on with uh, like awarding body training. Mm-hmm. Um, been continuing on with the performance monitoring and kind of having a bit more of a focus on quality and just some quality kind of audit work that my team have been doing. So that was really good and really mm-hmm. well received. So that's mm. the most important thing. Um, and yeah, just getting caught up EV, EV season. Uh, yeah. starts that seems to last most of the year but it's it's fine it's kind of, kind of all the annual reviews and and just setting up the first uh work-based ev visits we tend to get quite a lot of those at this time so being yeah, yeah getting on with all that good i suppose we haven't um done a podcast for a couple of weeks because we've had different half terms haven't we yeah the, so... we were off the week before you guys so yeah so i we were off last week um although i went off the whole week i had a couple of days in work and um and then just a, a few days um relaxing and riding the horse so yeah um it's been good to have a little break but now we've got lots of ideas of how we can you know talk about things on the podcast going forward so that's cool um yeah my week um i suppose it was the week before half term actually um when they look back in my diary things i've been up to um working a little bit on the ap project so we're part of um, you know, Marysco and Barnsley College are part of the Advanced Practitioner Project with Shipley College um, evaluating the role of the Advanced Practitioner. So um, I've been doing a little bit of work on that, um, which has been really um, interesting. And um, I actually love being part of research projects and kind of exploring ideas and exploring concepts so yeah that was really cool and um, and a lot of it was uh, development day prep because we had development day on the Friday before half term so I think we mentioned that in the last podcast and we're going to yeah. talk a little bit about that um, and then um, I was involved in a couple of meetings one was about um support staff observations and we're going to start a, a debate about um, how we develop that at the college and um, a, a meeting with the JISC account manager because I hadn't met her that was Hazel and um, I hadn't met her in my new role so that was really nice um, and then also I had a full day of interviews for um, I was part of interviews for heads of area actually um which I always love being part of interviews. I know we've interviewed before, haven't we? And yeah, um, I kind of really enjoy the process, um, meeting new people and seeing kind of um, how they, you know, pitch 
um, you know, for the role that they've applied for and all the ideas that they bring to the table. I really like that process. So yeah, and I liked um because prior to that, we really like digging into how how can we get the best person for the role? How can we make sure our questions are yeah, what, you know, going to get the best like answers out of them that would really tell us what they're like. It's kind of you just need that crystal ball, don't you, for that? Yeah, so. it's it's it can be a difficult process, and yeah. I think we had lots of debate, didn't we, about yeah. how you get to what the person is like and what the person is about not just the knowledge that they have so yeah, yeah no that was really fun and that, so I had quite a varied week obviously building up to Friday which was development day because I was delivering training all day on the Friday so um I yeah how'd that go yeah no it was really good <laughs> um I really loved de- delivering training and I love spending time with staff so um I did a session on developing outstanding teaching teams for heads and program managers um and that was a really lovely session actually the people there were really open um really sort of you know keen um I worked with some really great heads and program managers and we explored what um ex uh, a culture of excellence was around teaching and learning and what that meant to them and um what I built on that, I suppose, through the through the session about, you know, what I think helps to develop um, a culture of excellence. And I, th- I suppose underpinning all of it was different ways, different strategies, different things that we can do in our teams, how we manage teams um, how we get um, staff to lead teaching and learning as a real key priority in the departments. So, yeah, that was really great. Um some really nice feedback from for, from the group um so yeah that was really good and then the second session was about structuring lessons for effective learning so looking at how we can you know create um a structure of a lesson and um, different elements within lessons that can um, enhance learning or consolidate learning mm. um which you know there's that whole debate about you know should we should we even think about having a structure that's a that we're recommending as such um but I you know I always pitch the training or the delivery um to talk about how these are just key things that the research shows has has an impact we're both we're both always like kind of trying to steer away from that recipe yes formula of of a good lesson or an outstanding lesson yeah because it's not paint by numbers by any stretch but um it's that we you know it's just highlighting key features of lessons that are shown to support learners or consolidate learning and you know and then I encourage people to be flexible with them elements and you know just be creative with them um and again there was some really good feedback about that and get them you know just refreshing stuff that they kind of already knew but bringing different elements and different thoughts to it as well which um I always just you know my desire for any training is that there's at least a couple of little you know golden nuggets for people um, and they will all be different for different people about what they'll take away and use and so that was really nice and then I also did it's the first time that I've done it actually a session on the science of learning so a little bit about how the brain works a little bit about um short-term memory and working memory and how that links to learning 
yeah and then um how we can apply that in lessons and and then also um one of the key things that i looked at was the so there's a website called the learning scientists uh, or learning scientists sorry and the six strategies by which we can enhance or try you know apply them to try and enhance learning so we were talking about it from a way of how do we embed these things into lessons but also over the course of a module so that we maximize um revision and maximize um and you know learning for endpoint assessment or our exams so it was just a different way of looking at it really um about learning but yeah I really enjoyed mm. those sessions and the feedback was really positive so yeah I think that's what's the the best bit about delivering any any form of like CPDs when you get that feedback from people that at least you know one person's taking something good that they're gonna yeah like use in the in the practice and then it feels yeah. like it was all worth it yeah which um you know it's it leads us on to what we want to talk about today which is about measuring the impact of of cpd um because i think both of us have had that question asked of us quite a lot yeah is you know how do we know what we're doing how do we know what we're planning how do we know what we're delivering is actually having an impact um and actually it's quite a complex process isn't it yeah, I think um, it, it just sparked me when we did our last podcast and you were mm. talking about, um, you know, that uh, kind of longer term models for CPD. And it just got me thinking a lot about actually, yeah, what, you know, we, we talked, well, you talked a lot about what makes really good effective CPD. And I love, um, you know, that's kind of the starting point. Mm. And then now we're looking at the other end of it, the other, mm. the other side. And I think that we've... we've like you and me when we talk we're both in um kind of we we both realize that you know what we're trying to do is actually get learners to learn more it's not yeah the, the teachers as such so it's all about kind of actually making sure that students learn more in their lessons it's not yeah. you know and and the middle person in mm. all of that is the teacher you know so yeah. that for, for that to that flow to happen mm. um but it really got me thinking I I manage CPD in our college as mm. in I line manage the CPD manager so mm-hmm. um and I'm often I have to sign off all the um CPD in the college and there's a section on our application form that I'm sure will happen in most colleges which is what is the desired impact of this training Mm. Um, and teachers or anyone applying for CPD will put these amazing, wonderful things that are going to happen as a result of them, you know, taking part in this training or doing this training or even if it's a course or qualification, whatever Mm -hmm. it is. Um, And we take that into into consideration when we're going to award, you know, whatever funding available or anything, Mm. how we're going to do that. So, and that would inform the line manager and whether the line manager agrees it. But then... You know, other than recording that it happens, mm-hmm. maybe asking for a, a, an evaluation, mm-hmm. even if it's external, we did do advise, ask them to um, evaluate it. But it got me into looking more about, okay, actually measuring impact is so different to just recording. Yeah. Um, so um, I know that we were having discussions earlier and I think, you know, if we consider what my CPD budget is for the college and what you your college puts into cpd you know it's a, it's a real strength i think that when they recognize that professional development you know needs that um investment in in the staff so i'd never take away from that but quite a lot of the reading that i was looking at is um kind of what 
all of that money going into that, but we put very little time, resources or money or energy into the evaluation side of it and measuring the impact of it. And quite a lot of the reading that I was doing was looking at, actually, we should invest more in that to know what's working and what isn't. Um, and then that will kind of feed back into the cycle. So it's always loops. Loops, we talk about loops all the time. Don't yeah. We? But... <laughs> yeah. And there's that thing, you know, that phrase about closing the loop is kind of, um, some, you know, quite common. But, um, you know, it leads us on to the debate, I suppose, about if we're trying to improve learning, you know, actually that's quite a complex process. And there's so many factors involved in learning that how could you ever prove that the CPD that you do is directly impacting on the learning that happens? Because actually measuring learning is in itself quite difficult in, at times. Um, yeah, because you can, you can just take, you can take basic uh, what's, you know, learner achievement yeah. rates you could do that but actually there's so many other factors that impacts on learning achievement rates that can you actually narrow it down to a tutor completing some cpd and then you know somehow you know yeah the the grade profile of the learners goes up but could that be you know there's so many so many different factors yeah and and, you know and 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 it gets sometimes as crude as looking at um, observation grades if that's what a college does or the number of counts of strengths or areas for development you know and actually to reduce the process of professional development and to reduce the complexities of learning down to those factors is kind of sometimes feels a bit silly um, because yeah. it, it's not it's not really, you know, the full picture. Um, but I think, you know, for me, I've been thinking about this whole like longer term development, which is why we put the teacher learning modules together um, with, you know, so they've had development day, there's catch up sessions, uh, December, January, and then a dissemination event at the um, development day in February. And and what we did at the end of development day, which was like a week Friday ago, um, the evaluation well, we didn't really do an evaluation form as such. What we did was um, a summary of learning. And we asked staff who attended the sessions to do a summary of learning, which is just narrative about what they found, you know, what they thought they'd learned in that session. But then underneath that, we just asked them to set three targets that they would, or up to three targets of things they would take away and do differently. Um, yeah, I love that. Yeah, and, it's so and it's the first time that I've kind of done it like this. So I'm really excited for how it kind of turns out eventually. But, you know, my intention is they've they've taken those away as their targets, sorry, their actions um, to look at how they do things differently. And the catch-up meetings will then reflect on those um, things that they said they were going to develop. And obviously in between, I'll be kind of reminding them, encouraging them to, to make sure that um, everybody's trying to implement something different or tweak something slightly different um and then the the for me i'm in, interested in looking at this like further down the line so after february when they've gone through the cycle of of the professional development and the catch-up sessions and then the dissemination event i, I want us to do a, a you know a more detailed evaluation for staff to say what they found useful about the longer term development and what was still maybe a challenge, but also maybe how we could do it differently next year or, um, yeah, you know, just kind of start to evaluate it. But again, it will have to be quite qualitative 
because to reduce that to numbers or, or mm. figures is actually going to be, you know, quite difficult. Um, but we can do some quantitative stuff. Um, yeah. But, you know, I think it'd be really nice to have some um, qualitative I think, stuff. Yeah, in. I think it's going to... that. What that will help to do as well is... is um, get your get the staff to actually it's all that self-reflection stuff and actually it prompts that doesn't it and ask yeah. them to reflect on their practice yeah and um, but it was quite interesting in all the reading that I was doing around this subject knowing we were going to be doing this podcast mm. um actually asking staff how they have changed their practice mm-hmm. or what they believe to be the impact of the practice or anything like mm. that um, and it was just really interesting I read in this thing and this is what I often feel I think I've spoken about this before when I hear people disseminate projects and things that they've done Mm. is that people overestimate the degree to which they've implemented that recommended practice Uh, or the desired practice so I know that you and me we went down south uh, to a college down south once Mm. didn't we and we completed some training which the training itself I really really enjoyed it was all about that um oh it was the ask it training isn't it so um just about like getting um students to question more rather than uh, teachers question yeah and so really loved it but then it was just so interesting talking to the staff from the college and actually what we were pitched at was that it was very very integrated and very part of like their pedagogical approach for the college and things but when we were speaking to people they're like "Mm, yeah it's used but you know it was kind of a bit more watered down when we were actually talking to the teachers directly yeah and so I, I was looking at and it's just so like and this comes back to observations and using observations really meaningfully using walkthroughs really meaningfully mm. and tying in um performance reviews and all that whole cycle of mm. self-assessment that we do is actually looking at direct assessment of teaching like understanding and observation of change practice mm-hmm. so to give that bigger picture so it's great that we're getting them to reflect and and to kind of reflect on their practice um but you've you've already begun this I know is like having you know looking at students perception as well of those changes yeah um and actually asking the students what have you been doing Mm -hmm. how has that helped your learning you know what could you do differently now that you couldn't do before yeah all those kind of things as well and I think that that can be kind of embedded into the observation process and making it that bigger picture that we always talk about how important it is not just to be focusing on you know graded observations and what that does but actually to get that idea of impact I think that's that in the intangible stuff the stuff that we can't measure in terms of like data yeah um is really really important and it just gives one more facet to it it's not you know I think everything with teaching learning and with quality it's there's not one measure to give you an overall picture so yeah I think it ties in if you've got like I love that you've set up uh, when you were at our college where you did the pre you always look at pre and post don't you which yeah. like comes from like that um the scientific yeah. kind of approach to everything you have to look at the pre you look at the you know then yeah. you carry out whatever it is you're carrying out then you get the post and if you don't have that whole starting point then how do you know yeah you what know, I distance lo- traveled so yeah what I loved about doing that when I when I did do that is um that pre-observation form I consulted with staff on on all of that process and they were happy to do a pre-observation form we kept it really simple really short and we used coaching questions in there but what we were asking um staff to do is reflect on professional development and reflect on what they've been trying to do with their teaching practice recently but also um what what staff really liked was a space to say 
is there anything in particular that you would like feedback on within your observation so they were allowed that personal input to say actually yeah I would quite like some input on like behavior management say or and staff felt like they had you know it could then be more personalized to them in terms of observation but it got me thinking when you mentioned about you know talking to students and student groups and obviously we've started a teacher and learning student leaders group um but thinking about how we tie that into measuring um the impact of professional development is really interesting to me so what did pop up to me is you know thinking about how potentially within getting staff to um say how they think training is impacting their teaching practice but then triangulating it with the students whether it be in observations or focus groups but to talk about that specific thing you know in some detail with the students so yeah um and and look at how they feel about that whatever that is that the teacher's been implementing into the lessons definitely I think if there's a clear goal for the training in the first place yeah in the first place then you've got some kind of like measurable objective of that training yeah um and then the follow-up we do the self-reported data which is great you know evaluation forms pre-post all that kind of thing and then definitely what I'm going to be taking forward is that follow up in terms of like you said either classroom observation or focus groups or even looking at student work I don't think I've ever looked at how you know measuring impact of some training by actually looking at the student work we tend to look at the kind of work that teachers have put in yeah you know and not that final end product that you know the the kind of improvements there so with the new technical qualifications that we run and synoptic kind of endpoint assessment or if there's apprenticeship endpoint assessment that kind of proof in the pudding type is is so clear and easy to see now i think that actually there is there is it's a really good time to start looking at impact in terms of the final finished product of the, of the learner yeah um, and actually if so. we take it yeah if we take it beyond you know um observations and what we know uh, to be you know the model of observations formal observations um you know beyond that we can have those professional discussions with staff to join the dots which would be okay so we're gonna sit and review or evaluate learner work and staff can then talk about the implementation of things into their teaching practice that then can be seen in the learner work and the learner progress yeah and actually have those rounded conversations rather than trying to just um guess or yeah or I think that really best estimation I think that's a really nice idea actually yeah because we we love evidence-based everything yes. <laughs> evidence-based <laughs> professional development I think unless it's the positive impact on student learning yeah um then what what are we doing it for Do you yeah. know like it's it's great you know you love developing people don't you love developing yes. stuff and I think that there's still space for the fact that we need to build on um teacher confidence or leadership or increasing their content knowledge or um looking at you know well-being so I know a lot of your training is focused on actually making the life of a teacher easier by making teaching easier and learning easier in the classroom yeah kind of reducing that or perception of like workload or stress or whatever it is Mm -hmm. um so obviously there's space that's you know that is the point of CPD but I do think like just looking at how much as a college we invest in in professional development and I wouldn't I wouldn't be able to tell you Mm -hmm. what percentage of that um is effective 
no i agree it's a really yeah it's a real yeah there's lots of gray areas with measuring cpd yeah and actually it links to something that i saw on twitter this morning as i was um walking i walked down the road from the car park when i arrive at work um and i always have a quick look in on twitter um so uh, becky allen on twitter has um she sort of published or she tweeted about the report they've just written on teacher workload and data collection uh, yeah. that she's been part of and but the summary of it is that lots of data is collected and lots of data is meaningless yeah um, and that's <laughs> and you know that is um obviously that report focuses on the data that we collect on students but actually it kind of resonates with me here which is we we could spend lots of time and lots of money gathering data on uh, professional development but we wouldn't want that um to be meaningless we'd no whatever we collect whatever we we um collate um we need it to be meaningful so um as we've kind of experienced before we might gather you know score out of five for the session or a score out of ten for the session and actually someone could just have been having a really bad week yeah um <laughs> you know or... the training came at the wrong time yeah it was, yeah it just you know, wasn't wasn't pitch right for the mood <laughs> yeah or you know there's so many things um that could you know the content could be really good but actually the staff don't particularly take to the the person delivering the training and actually, that's not a real measure. You know, you've just got a number on the piece of paper that doesn't really mean anything. Um, so, yeah, it's a really interesting debate, isn't it, to have about um, measuring professional development impact. But actually, I think from the things we've just talked about, looking at um, talking to staff about how they're implementing training, having pre-observation discussions, um, having just ongoing professional development discussions within team meetings about what they're implementing um, what they're reflecting on um, since the training, um, maybe talking to students and trying to close the loop that way. Um, yeah. Looking at the having discussions about learner work and how we can see what they've been implementing having an effect on on learning in in sort of a quality qualitative way um you know I think actually there's quite a few things there which are really you know nice ideas in closing the loop yeah well I'm looking into this more actually because it's just given me as always happens whenever we have a talk it just gives me loads of things that I just think I really want to do that now I really want to do that now and you feel I know like I can't change the world with CPD um just by looking at a couple of things but I really yeah, I love it because it's just given me yeah. a load of a load of ideas now. Yeah, for and um, how I can st- same kind of better actually. use because it does frustrate it does frustrate me when I think like the amount of money, and you know, and we're asking mm-hmm. you know we're talking mm-hmm. you know hundreds of thousands of pounds time mm-hmm. resources and everything mm-hmm. that goes into people professionally developing, and you just really want to like yeah, it's an amazing idea. Do it, but do it because there's going to be like some awesome outcome of you doing this training that's gonna really impact and make a difference otherwise you know spending a week doing a course yeah getting a qualification what what's it actually gonna do so I always think this is what I'm thinking as I'm kind of approving CPD applications anyway how's it going to impact on the learners what's it going to do for that person what's it going to do for their development and their role but I think it's just given me a new kind of sight perspective and it's not yeah and it's not about saying what you know that I'm not gonna now approve CPD applications but it's definitely (laughs) looking into that 
desired impact a bit more and I'm really keen to we obviously keep all our CPD applications Mm. and I'm actually thinking now about how I can kind of revisit some stuff and like you know ask them for a bit more of an in-depth um you know feel on what what they completed and and especially if it was a year ago and whether that still is having an impact and things like that so I'm getting lots of ideas yeah (laughs) fab well hopefully people out there have also um taken something away from today's discussion so I've really enjoyed it as usual so we'll be back next week um you know contact us if there's anything you want us to consider talking about on the podcast and we're more than happy to take um ideas we're we're thinking of having some guest speakers and we've already got one lined up and we're also thinking we've got a few different ideas actually to take it in different directions haven't we just yeah I know that we we did get a request and we still haven't addressed it and I know that it's something that we're both looking into at the moment but definitely with some kind of apprenticeships focus yes um yeah some kind of work-based apprenticeship focus for teaching and assessment because I know that's um yeah something that's like prevalent for both our roles at the moment so yeah and actually I'm um delivering something on Thursday at the whole college managers meeting so I'll be able to feed back a little bit on that next week and um yeah and we'll carry on the discussion so right thanks Jade Mm. yeah thanks Steph okay see you soon bye bye Thanks for listening to the Teaching Excellence podcast. Leave us a voice message in Anchor. Tweet us and let us know what you think or what you want to hear on the show. Tune in next week for more. Have an amazing week and be the best version of you.